Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. This is Helen Johannesson, the owner of Helen's Wines which is a small little gem box wine shop inside of a restaurant in Los Angeles called John and Vinny's. And this is my podcast, Wine Face, the podcast that breaks down the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the 411 of wine as a consumer, as a taster, trends, analysis, history, stories, whatever the info I've absorbed, I am here for you. Maybe you want to learn about wine. Maybe you want to just look good in front of your friends. Either way, I got you. That's what Wine Face is all about. Breaking it down into nice little bitelets. Easy to digest. That's the whole point. I'm so excited to be back. Okay. So if you are a Wine Face listener, maybe you're tuning in for the first time, but if you've listened before, then you probably realize that I have been absent. Like the season came back and then all of a sudden it was like, you haven't heard from me in forever. Guys, there's this crazy thing that happened. Uh, There's new virus. (laughs) I'm playing. Everybody knows COVID-19 happened. And today I just wanted to do an episode uh, called Wine Times in the the Quarantine Times. Uh, That's not the official title, but... Leading off, like the season's back, I'm going to be recording uh, new little regionally specific episodes about in countries that are particularly hard hit by COVID-19. It's not going to be about the illness, but I want to draw support to some of those regions, highlight producers so we can support them in any way that we can by buying their wine. But what's happened to me in the last 30 days has been absolutely crazy. As I know, it has been crazy for everybody else. But one thing that I find solace in is sharing this journey with other people and hearing how they're coping and how they're dealing with. Because at the end of the day, we're all unique beings and it has been a unique pivot for all of us. And what do we need more than anything during quarantine times? We need wine times. Unless if you don't drink and then, you know, stick to sparkling water. I think that sparkling water times is a time I have all the time as well. I feel like a lot of people don't know sort of the story of Helen's. Never talked about it on the podcast. I've done a lot of episodes. I allude to I have these wine shops and they're in LA and they're inside a restaurant and they're tiny and they're gem boxes. And we focus on organic, natural, small production wine made by farmers. And all of this is true. But the story of Helen's and how it came to be is really amazing, I think, because <laughs> I'm so vain. No, um, 
I think it's cool in the context of what I want to talk to you about today, which most businesses are going through, which is the old pivot. That's right. The old one, two, pivot my shoe. The story of Helen's is one of struggle, toil. I was climbing a mountain that just grew taller. Now, I became partners with John and Vinny, John Shook, Vinny Tolo, about five years ago, actually five years on 420. John and Vinny's on Fairfax opened. And we became business partners because we had this really amazing liquor license that allowed us to open a wine shop inside a restaurant to beta a concept called Helen's. And at the time, you know, they knew I'd always wanted to own my own business. I wanted to be a partner. I'd worked really hard with them to build our restaurant group. And I was ready to like spread my little wings and be creative and fly free. So they were like, yo, we're going to do this Italian restaurant. Why don't you be a partner in the Italian restaurant? And we'll put the wine shop in the restaurant. It'll be one business. And I was like, hell to the yeah. I knew nothing about retail. All I knew was about wine. I had been buying wine. I'd been running programs. And suddenly opened our doors, John and Vinny's. It was this fast, casual Italian place open all day that we were just praying people would come and eat at. Obviously, we're really lucky and it's been doing really well. Long story short, I wasn't quite mentally prepared when we opened the restaurant. I was so restaurant focused and I was so focused on building our company and brands that weren't my own, that the little tiny shop in the back really did not have a fully formed identity when we opened. You know, I think there was a vanity aspect that maybe many people suffer from where I was like, oh yeah, it's so obvious what it is. There's amazing wine in there. People can just walk back there. They can buy it. They love it. I'm going to be rolling in retail orders. And you know what happened? Goddamn fucking crickets. Okay. Crickets happened. The restaurant took off. Right. So I got kind of sucked out into the world of the restaurant, you know, service. And it was so much busier than we could have anticipated. We definitely got our ass kicked for the first year. And that first year, what happened with Helen's? I think I did like really low retail sales. It wasn't yet a room that like we had people go drink in while they were waiting. It was sort of this like mysterious place that nobody understood. And everybody thought that it was John and Vinny's grandmother, Helen. <laughs> Fast forward about you know, a year after we opened and things have kind of settled in and we got systems going and we have staff going. And I really had this aha moment. I was like, man, this is never going to happen unless I feel the dreams it, you know, if you build it, they will come. And I was like, what is Helen's? And I really had to define it for myself. So yes, this is a story about how we opened a successful business and then my little business within that kind of failed the first year. And then I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and hiked them up real high and created what Helen's is today. Now, it was not easy. That sounds like, oh, I just did it, flipped a switch. But, you know, I talked to my business partners, John and Vinny, and I was like, yo, like, I think this needs more definition. And I think the thing I was scared of the most was making a mistake. At the end of the day, what I decided was if I think this is dope and if I believe in it, I'm just going to push. So what ended up happening is inside of a small, like six foot by eight foot retail shop, I decided to launch like four different businesses. Okay, call it five. So it was a retail wine shop. I launched a wine club. I also wanted it to be a mini bar at night when people are waiting for their table, they can like go. I want to do gifting. Down the road, I had dreams of having like, okay, how can I bring this site to anybody in LA without them having to come here? And that was the virtual wine show. Okay, we're going to take a quick break from talking quarantine wine times to hear from one of my sponsors. We'll be right back. 
We've all been at home a lot. Even though I'm going to work, I'm at home a lot. And I just discovered like one of my favorite subscriptions that gets sent to my house. It's called Causebox and it's a quarterly subscription. So you get it four times a year and it's a box curated by women. It's for women. And honestly, when I opened it, I couldn't believe it. It's filled with so many amazing products and brands. They're all ethically sustainably sourced and they all have a positive mission to give back and make the world a better place. It seems too good to be true. Uh -huh. It's not because it's Causebox and you can subscribe. Every Causebox is limited edition. So it comes with six to eight full-size products. You get everything from skincare to jewelry to housewares to accessories. They sell out super fast. So this is an item where when the boxes go up, it's $250 worth of product that you're getting for $50. And I just got my first box in the mail and here are some of my favorite things. First of all, I love this little lunch to go container. It's like a bento box. It's amazing. It's compact. It has little areas for all my food. I've been taking a lot of lunch to work just to be healthier so I don't eat pizza and pasta every day. It's a dream. It's easy to clean. It's lightweight. I got sent this incredible jade roller. Now, if you're like any gal these days, jade rollers, what's up? So just lying in the bath using my jade roller, I got this really amazing tote bag, duffel bag. It's like perfect for, I mean, you know, I'm not going on a trip, but I use it at the grocery store, honestly, because that's the kind of times we're in. Cosbox also comes with an exclusive magazine. It tells the story and the mission behind each product. So you get the whole 411. One of the best parts about getting my Cosbox was they shipped it to my door for free and I opened it and I felt like I was getting a huge surprise, bundles of gifts that I hadn't picked out for myself, but I would get for myself. And I would get it for my mom. If I had a sister, I'd get it for her, for my girlfriends. It's really my new favorite subscription. The best part of this, of course, I got my listeners an exclusive discount. So go to www.causebox.com backslash wineface and use the code wineface to get your first box for 30% off. As in, you can get your first box worth of $250 plus worth of merchandise for less than $39 and free shipping. Just go check out Causebox right now. It's one word, www.causebox.com backslash wine face. Be Jade rolling with me in the back. Come on, y'all. All right. And now back to wine quarantines. So all these things kicked up and like I worked really hard at all of them. And slowly over time, the gifting increased, the holidays got crazier, the retail wine, you know, retail is one of the hardest businesses to break into. And as a restaurant person, I didn't really understand that. I was just like, why wouldn't anybody want this shit? It's so dope. Retail customers are hard to pull away from their habits. And there's so many other great wine shops in LA. Climbing that mountain literally felt like the mountain grew. Every step I took, every successful month I had, it was like the bar was that much higher. And in the last two years, what I really focused my efforts on. So we were picking up steam, becoming a mini bar. Suddenly people knew what Helen's Wines was. I wasn't like, hey, you know, Helen's like, we, it's a wine shop. And they're like, what are you talking about? So the recognition was happening. Things were shaking. Things were hot in the pan. We're sizzling. We're bubbling. We're feeling all groovy. And two years ago, I was like, okay, we got to do an e-commerce store. And it actually kind of started by accident because we were going to open our Brentwood shop. 
we were potentially going to have to open. This didn't happen. We were potentially going to have to open without a retail license. And I was just like, oh my God, this brand that I've tried to carve out inside John and Vinny's that goes with John and Vinny's, but can also be separate from it. This wine shop, people were going to open the second satellite store and it's going to be so confusing because what if people can't buy wine? So I was like, we got to do full on e-commerce. Everything that is in this room has to be online. And so we were going to have this backup plan of, oh, you want this wine? Make people check out online and have it go through Fairfax. I mean, all of that is not legal, but we didn't end up doing that. Thank goodness. We were really lucky. We got the retail license, yada, yada. But it prompted this whole thing where I was like, man, a retail virtual wine shop. And so we built out this virtual platform and for two years or like a year and a half, it's been amazing, but it's been my team, the Psalms who work with me, the wine managers, the wine directors who, you know, we turn over our inventory a lot, photographing those bottles, getting them up, tagging them, making sure that site is active and scintillating and vibey. And people were like interacting with it. I would say in November, December, we put national shipping on board. We got the license to do that. We also got the license to ship within California before that. So, you know, the the greasing the wheels of people shopping in the virtual shop was already happening. But then all of a sudden, when this COVID-19 shit hit, when people were like, oh, we were like, you can't come in the shop. All of a sudden, I had this huge tool that I had been working on and we had put energy into and we had thought about so much that finally had its field of dreams moments that is the online wine shop that's on helenswines.com the timeline of how the shop changed and the need for us to be proactive in these crazy ass times are two of the most like astounding things in my brain one i'm so grateful that we had the infrastructure in place but you go from all of a sudden having one way of doing business and your whole team's on board with like, we have people coming into the restaurant, people come into the shop, we do deliveries, we take phone orders to all of a sudden you have to rethink the way that you're selling and marketing the product that you take for granted that you sell every day. So that's when we pivoted hard into the virtual wine shop online, setting new protocol. I mean, it was like, You know, when you're, I don't know if you've been sailing in a boat and it's like heartily when you jibe and like the boom swings all across the boat, you just like duck and cover and you're like, thank fucking God and get hit in the head. That is kind of how this has been for us. And I know it's been like that for a lot of people. And I think that one thing I wanted to talk about today before we relaunch back into this season of Wine Face is that everything has a reason why you're doing it. If you have intention and you have passion, you really believe in it, its purpose will come to fruition at some point in time. And that is exactly what is happening with Helen's right now. It's like snapping into focus. I have a service that I can provide to the entire nation. And maybe it's not important that it goes to a place like New York, but maybe it is important that it could go to a place like Kentucky. Because at the end of the day, anytime there's like a health crisis, I'm going to get back on my soapbox and be like, look, stress leads to more drinking. We're all, if you're, if you're drinking, you're probably drinking more than you normally would. It's a stressful fucking time. It's like, take a little bit of the edge off. But the important thing is to know what you're putting in your body. That's why I recommend for everyone to go back. If you're new to listening to this podcast, go back, listen to the first episode of Wine Face so that you can hear a little bit about our philosophy and you can catch up really quick. We're going to go down this path together. And I'm so excited. One thing I wanted to talk about is the importance of being nice, helpful, and understanding because my brain and boundaries of that 
has been stretched beyond the capacity that I thought I knew possible within my own being. I am inherently a nice person. It's really hard for me to be mean. I mean, it can be a little mean, but not to a customer. And when we're all freaking out, like a lot of people are quarantined at home and I get that that's really hard. And a lot of people are working from home and I understand that's hard. A lot of people have kids and they have to work from home. Like that's so hard. Monday through Friday, I get up, I get dressed in clothes that I can wash in my washing machine and I get in my car and I go to work. I put on a mask. I obsessively wash my hands. I carry hand sanitizer around with me. It is a really intense, high alert situation. I'm constantly thinking about all the things that need to get done, processing all the orders that need to get processed, managing a staff that is equally freaked out as me. Also the entire time telling me, don't fucking touch your face. And we're getting through it. But that's my reality, which is so different. I'm scared. I have a hard time sleeping. I'm waking up in the middle of the night every night. I'm terrified that something will happen to one of the people who works for me. And I have no control over it, you know, and I'm someone who likes to have a lot of control and be supportive. And so far we're really blessed and we're fine and we're healthy. And it's almost like our entire company is sort of in a little sub quarantine zone together. We have this unwritten understanding where it's like, yo, like we're all coming here. We're all going home. That's all we're doing. We're not doing like some shady shit, like going to a party. Look, safer at home. I really believe in it. But that mental stress has just been crazy. And I got to explain that that's part of why I had to take a little wine face hiatus. Because when I'm going every day being like, just try not to catch COVID-19 or try not to catch the coronavirus, it was hard for me to come home and record this podcast, which I love so much. But we're back, baby. And we have a couple guests who are on that we pre-recorded and maybe we'll toy around with having a call in. I don't know. It's going to get so cool. But listen, one thing that I've noticed is top quarantine wine trends, and we're dropping it right now, top quarantine wine trends that are being ordered. It's super interesting because now having all of these online orders allows me to aggregate data. It literally is fascinating. I'm so blown away by it. So one thing people want super, super bad, which is really surprising to me is people are really into sparkling wine. They want pet nuts. They want sparkling rosé. They want anything like champagne. People are going all across the gamut. This is why you should go listen to an episode about sparkling wine. I don't remember which one it is, but pet nut is a petillant naturel. It's sort of like a casually sparkling wine. Only goes through one and a half fermentations. It's unfiltered, unfined. They're just like delicious and buoyant. And that's sort of why I think people are ordering the pet nuts because they're kind of mood lifters. There's nothing better than on a Thursday when it's been like, what the fuck is this week? What day is it? You pop a pet nut. It's like joyous bubbles in the glass. And you're just like, oh, it's your Lion King moment. Uh, so pet nuts and sparklings have been going off and, and that's super cool. And I'm so, in, I'm so into that, like to the point where we like sold out of all of them one day. It was crazy. We stopped ordering wine for like two weeks when all this shit first went down because we didn't know what was going to happen. I went around to Animal, Son of a Gun, other restaurants in our restaurant group, and I took all of their wine and sold that. Now we're in a rhythm. We're ordering wine again, but this shit, COVID-19 is fucking crazy. I hate it. The other thing that is a top online seller is Skin Contact, aka Orange Wines. For those of you who don't know what an orange wine is, it's a white wine grape. So it could be Marsan, Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, Chenin Blanc, Ajerois, 
Barolica, Ver- Vermentino, Cortese. It could be any white wine grape. And during the process of winemaking, when they crush the grapes, that initial crush, when it's like, ooh, the wild yeast, because you only want to fuck with wines that have wild yeast fermentation. You don't want any of that store-bought bio shit. So when the wild yeasts are hopping in, because guys, yeast is everywhere. So in the wine cellar, it's like, yeast, 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 it's everywhere. I brush my arm, yeast, it goes everywhere. When <laughs> yeast, it's a, <laughs> yeast, it's just like us. So when you crush the white wine grapes and it's macerating with the juice, macerating is like, it's touching the juice. For normal white wine, maybe you would macerate for six to 12 hours. This is going beyond that. This is an extended maceration period. This is a time for the skins and the juice to really hang out, really get to know each other, really understand the 411 of each other's beings, get in touch. And what is the result of that? It means the juice is extracting more color, more tannins, more energy, more vibes from those skins. And thus you have orange wine. So orange wine can be made from any white wine grape. It's made all over the world. And stylistically, it can vary because, you know, some of the first wine that was ever made on the planet was made in the country of Georgia. And like their normal white wine, like what they call white wine is actually orange wine. Orange wine was very common back in the day because it's a way of stabilizing and protecting the wine so that it doesn't have excessive flaws during fermentation, especially during a natural fermentation. And so back in the day, all winemaking was natural winemaking. There was no definition like we use today in modern society after the industrial revolution, when all of the goddamn chemicals started creeping in. We're in a crazy time in life and it's going to alter future. I mean, that's what's so crazy to me is I'm like, how will this alter the trajectory of our lives? Okay. So that's orange wine. Orange wine is like the taste. So I can't tell you what orange wine tastes like in general. Some characteristics that most of them have is you serve it chilled. It has little like cat tongue whispers on your tongue. So it has texture, light tannins. Usually they're dry. Even if their nose smells a little bit floral, that extended skin contact creates like a dry, salty sort of a fresh palate, ironically. Um, But they're going to taste different depending on one, how many days of skin contact, because the more contact, the more intense that contact becomes because it's the longer you're doing it. And two, what the grape varietal is. So we got pet nuts and sparklings, especially like sparkling chilled reds. Like people are getting out there and I'm into it. Everyone's going crazy over some skin contacts. And then we also have you know, bring up the rear, we have cozy reds and super slick whites. Cozy reds to me, you know, are just like reds you just want to cozy up with, be kind of cool with. There is a hot new trend this week, though. This is April, middle of April. Uh, Rosé is on the rise because it's spring, guys. So cozy reds, maybe Italian, Montepulciano, Sangiovese, things that are made like well, gamay, just either it's juicy and light and chuggable or it's got a little bit of texture, Syrah. One thing all of these wines have in common across the board we're seeing is the trends. I mean, obviously there's some people who have more disposable income. They are spending more on wine and that is amazing. And I thank you so much for your support because a nicer bottle of wine is actually a nicer wine, uh, but you can get amazing wine at a lower price. A lot of these are 20 to 25, $30 a bottle or even less. And what I found right away was the importance during this time to have a plethora 
I mean, a plethora of inexpensive wine accessible to the entire country because Helen's Wines is doing her part. That's right. What's amazing in conclusion is the conjunction of my customers and my new customers and clients, people really being able to articulate what they want, but then also being very open to trying new things. I think I've turned on like many people to these wines from Northern Mexico made by Beachy and they're like wild wines and the rosé is like a little sweet and a little sparkling, but like, it's so tasty. You, It's insatiable. You just can't get enough. Those are the wine trends. And what I'm going to do in the show notes is kind of highlight some of our favorites with links, uh, some wines that the people, you know, let's crowdsource this information. Some wines that the people are super into, put it all together for you to click through. And thank you for letting me explain kind of the story of Helen's story of how we got here, the story of where we've been and kind of what a mind fuck this whole thing has been for me, because it would feel weird moving forward with this podcast without taking a moment to acknowledge just what the fuck has happened and how grateful I am to all of you. If you're customers or just listeners or just supporters from afar, supporters and vibe, how grateful I am that this is really been an amazing journey for me to see what this business can do. And I, and I do not take that for granted because, you know, we're trying to save an entire company here from going under. Save restaurants. All right, guys, if you want to order wine online, you live in the United States. Unfortunately, we cannot ship. We're not allowed to ship to Utah. I'm sorry. They won't let us in. It's not me or Hawaii or Alaska. But if you want to order wine, you just go to helenswines.com. If you want to follow me and see more of me, <laughs> you can follow me at Helen's Wines. We're talking about wines we love, just filling you in on the new deets, the latest and the greatest. What I would really love is if you could rate, review, and subscribe. And I want to know, what do you want to hear about? What do you want to learn about? Wine face back with a vengeance. Cheers to that, y'all. Let's get some food and wine pairings going. Anyway, I'm Helen Johannesson, owner of Helen's Wines, a tiny little gem box wine shop here in Los Angeles, inside a restaurant called John Avinis. And this is Wine Face, my podcast that's breaking down the ins, the outs, educating you, food and wine pairing. What's up with that entertaining tip? Everything that you need to know about wine, you're going to find it here. Everybody stay safe, wash your hands, and don't touch your face. Peace.